Well, hello there, Carol Dockham here with Beautiful Faces Going Places Women's Success Network. And I am so excited because we are continuing with our business spotlight series here at beautifulfacesgoingplaces.com. And I am just really excited about the topic that we are uh, talking about today. It is all about uh, progress over perfection. And I thought, what a great way to uh, launch our uh, business spotlight series in 2022 with this topic, because I really want to help you uh, move forward, right, and be unstoppable uh, to achieve all your goals and dreams and aspirations here in 2022. So um, our special guest today is is Kathy Mila. She is a recovering perfectionist and leadership coach. And Kathy is here today to share the secret ingredient to decide, to simplify, to focus, and to embrace progress over perfection. Striving for progress, I, I should just say, so what does that mean, right? Striving for progress over perfection means being relentless about learning, growing, evolving, and improving if you wait for perfection, if you wait for everything to be just perfect, <laughs> neither perfection nor meaningful action will ever become reality. It'll stop you in your tracks. I also believe that perfectionism is a is another word for procrastination, right? <laughs> and I know Kathy knows all about that and we're gonna learn from her today. But Kathy Mila is the owner of Teal, true, empowering, authentic leadership. Kathy is passionate about showing high achieving women leaders how to powerfully lead and love their life. She is on a mission to empower one, one million women to step in into their powerful feminine leadership aimed towards creating a win-win world with no one left out. Please help me welcome Kathy Mila. Mila. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Carol. It's a, it's an honor to be here. I'm grateful that you reached out to me and I'm grateful to be on your beautiful faces going places. I like, I love that title. It's um, yeah, there's so much in that. And so thank you. Thank you very much. I'm honored to be here today. I'm excited to have you here today, as I mentioned. <laughs> if you can't tell, I love this subject. So, and it is so powerful once we embrace progress over perfection um, and how that, that kind of uh, alleviates or opens up worlds of opportunities for us, right? When we, we know we, we can create something without it being perfect and knowing that it's all good, right? So yeah. tell us a little bit about your background, uh, because I think your your background is amazing. And I believe that we all are, you know, we all have this journey, right? This life journey, and all these wonderful experiences that kind of lead up to where we are today. Yeah, um, I well, thank you. Thank you for asking me that my my background in, in the business world in the uh, job uh, employee world was as a nurse and nurse practitioner in the medical community uh, for 45 years and loved that. Um, and Sometimes, of course, it was challenging. I worked in the neonatal intensive care unit most of my most of my adult life. Um, a lot of great things there, a lot of sad things there, and a lot of emergent things there. And so I, yeah, the um, I so how I got there. I also want to. I always like to put a shout out for you know I'm a mom. I'm a mom of four kids and basically a single mom for a long time. Um, 
and I kind of used that as my badge of honor, you know, for a while. I wore that as like a badge of honor, single parent. And um, basically what I've discovered is because I was kind of really looking for some sympathy and pity and, you know, I don't know, looking for something like, again, I, I wore it like a badge of honor. Like if you asked me that, I'd tell you that right away. And I say that because I know there's a lot of moms out there, whether you're single or feel like you're single sometimes, you know, that you, we bring that into the workplace. And so I brought that into the workplace. And um, I love my job as a nurse. I love my job as a nurse practitioner. Um, I shifted, you know, 20, 25 years. I went to school, went away to school. And, um, and what I real, have realized in the last 10 years, and, and I knew it, but I wasn't consciously aware of it, is that part of my legacy is as a leader. I have always been a leader. Since I was a little kid, I love to lead. I wanted to be the first in line, you know, I, I love to sit in the first row. Whenever I joined a club, I got some kind of, you know, office in the club. And so I always loved to lead. And even in nursing, I was always pretty much asked to lead, to step into leadership, because I just, that's the way I operate as a leader. And I also know that I operated as a leader, not quite in alignment for a while, and really out of alignment. I wasn't being true to who I am, to who I've been designed and created to be. I led from more of a masculine side because that's how I was taught to lead and that's how I thought I was supposed to lead. Um, sometimes I could be a real badass and really pushy. And you know, sometimes my job required that. And yet it sometimes wasn't sensitive to what others were experiencing or feeling, uh, being aware of that. And, um, and, I, and I acknowledge that now, you know, sometimes in the midst of it, I was pretty proud of being sort of a badass. And, you know, sometimes people said, oh, you know, you're, you're very intimidating. I thought that was really good to be intimidating. I thought that's what I was supposed to be as a leader was intimidating. And, you know, the truth is we don't always have to show up that way. Yes, it's good to, you know, we have masculine and feminine energy. It's good to, to utilize both of those sides of us and figuring out how to bring more of our feminine energy. And I think is generally a challenge for many women um, because we are taught that if we're going to be a leader, it's that masculine side. And then how do we, you know, so I'll describe a little bit of what that means. Masculine is more, you know, when you're talking about powerful and, um, goal setting and, you know, action and that kind of thing. That's more of our masculine side. Our feminine side is that intuition, that caring, that kindness. And how do we weave that together? You know, not be one or the other, just weave that together and own who we are. And that's kind of the journey I've been on the last um, 10 years, 10 to 12 years in my, I call it my personal professional growth, you know, uh, alignment. And I still was a leader in healthcare for a while. I did retire from there two years ago. And as I stepped into learning more from coaches, it opened up and expanded my world. In the medical world, we tend to stick together. And I think that happens in many worlds. Like, you know, if you're say in finance or you're, you know, again, um, maybe I'm just in retail. So, you know, you kind of, you know, most people there, you kind of stay in your world. And that's how I was, we, you know, and the thing is that medical people, the medical community, we're not always, we care about others. And yet we come off sometimes, we can come off kind of pushy. So I was in that world. I didn't, I had really stopped dreaming. I really, I love that you talk about this here on Beautiful Faces Going Places. What are your dreams? I really wasn't dreaming anymore. I, and I didn't realize it. And then when this other, you know, this expansive world opened up to me, oh, I can still dream. You know, when I was a little girl, I did that stuff. And then life layered over things and I stopped. 
And, you know, the most I would dream dream is or, or put visions out there about was maybe, you know, where I was going on vacation in the summer with my kids or what the next day off for my kids was and where am I, what are we doing and where are we going? And so it was all around that, not really about what my internal personal dreams and desires are. And so that's kind of where I made the shift and started becoming more aware that I've always been a true innate leader. And yet I was also aware of kind of holding that mirror up to myself of what kind of leader am I? Hmm, maybe that's not a leader I want to be. And then what kind of leader do I want to be? And how do I become that? So that's the journey I've been on the last 10 years. And that's why I stepped into coaching because I know I've learned so much and it's my time to give back and help other people learn how to lead really more beautifully, more powerfully, more brilliantly, and, and combine those masculine feminine natures and really be the true leader that you are and, and love your life. You know, like that's, you know, we talked about today before we got on, we talked about having fun. Yeah. Like sometimes I don't even, I feel like I lived a life of an emergency for so long that it's taken me some time to go, Oh, Oh, I don't have, that's not an emergency. I don't have to be emergent. How can I bring more joy into my life? How can I feel fulfilled in all areas of my life? And that's what I want to help other women leaders, especially in the medical community, really discover. How do you live your life feeling more joyful and more fulfilled on a regular basis, not just once in a while, on a really everyday basis? I want to tell you it is possible. <laughs> so that's my, that's my kind of long-winded backstory. I love your backstory and um, I can totally relate. I mean, I do have several friends in the medical industry, whether they're doctor, doctors or nurses. And, uh, and I can only imagine you think about trained medical professionals as being, um, you kind of have to take your emotion out of it because, you know, you talk about bedside manners and taking your emotion out of it because you're there to care for someone who is ill um, and if you, if you became emotionally uh, invested or vested in every patient, oh my gosh, you'd be a, a train wreck at the end of your day of work, right? And to do that day in and day out. So I can totally see you, you, you'd, you'd have to put up some kind of a wall or in order to take care of your, your patients and, and give them the care that they need without being emotionally attached. And I loved your describing the difference between the masculine and feminine energy in terms of leadership, I've never really thought about it that way. Um, I too, like you, uh, I believe I'm a natural born leader. Um, and uh, there are times when you need to tap into that masculine energy and, and lay down the, you know, hey, this is, this is what we're doing. This is how we're moving forward. <laughs> and I, I expect to see you there at this time and date and place. And this is what we're going to deliver, you know. And then there's the other aspect of, okay, you know, collaboration and let's work together on a solution. And uh, so balancing that, I absolutely love that. And I believe there is a way, right? There, there's got to be a way in, in terms of being an, an effective leader, right? And uh, many of us are in those leadership uh, roles or positions, whether it's owning our own company or working for someone else. So uh, I love what you do, Kathy. So let's talk a little bit about um, the, the secret ingredient to decide, which is simplify, focus. What is it? Simplify and focus. Okay. So let's talk about that, that secret ingredient. 
Yeah, I, I actually did. I, I host a room on Clubhouse and it's in a, in a club called the Speaker Society. My room is called Progress Over Perfection. I host that every Thursday at 4.30. And so a week or two ago, we did that and um, talked about really what is the secret ingredient to decide and simplify and focus and it's really simple and and we you know when i tell you you're going to go oh i know that stuff and it's about our it's about emotional intelligence really and that's where we women i do believe in general this is a general generality it's not true for everybody but in general we have a little more of that or maybe are stronger in that and it's real. And if you're not strong in it, that's okay. Like you can develop your emotional intelligence. And what does that mean? It's that word that most of us don't like to talk about. Feelings. It's an F word. Feelings. We will feel, you know, and so sometimes we, we're not really taught how to do that. Like you said, I love that word compartmentalize brings back such great memories for me because great and yet, you know, lesson learned memories. Because I learned, I'm very effective at compartmentalizing. I'm really good at it. And I learned it. And it's a skill that I learned over time. And yet it's a skill that almost broke me. Um, because as I started this journey, I realized how unwell I was in many areas of, of my life. And I had a coach ask me one time to describe what it felt like. You know, that's what coaches do, describe. And I said, well, the visual I got is, and this will date me, the Dewey Decimal System boxes back in the libraries back in the day when they had boxes and the little cards that you pulled out to go find books, that's what it felt like in my chest, a Dewey, Dewey Decimal System box where I kept putting things in each box. However, these boxes were crammed full and starting to like overflow and it felt like the whole box was just going to like explode and crumble. And, um, and so that's my visual. And I started rather than letting it explode and crumble, started pulling those boxes out and taking stuff out and walking through that process for myself. So that the first process is feeling. And because I wasn't that great at it, it was challenging. I resisted it. Um, there's a, through one of my programs that I um, walked through a lot, Clemmer and Associates, and became a coach through them. Um, it was, it was a process of, um, they call it the three R's, resentment, resistance, and revenge. And we go through those. And I was kind of stuck in a lot of resistance. And yet I could see how very quickly it started with feeling resentful over things. And then I would get into resistance. And if I didn't catch myself, I could get very uh, revengeful. And that's not a place that felt good to me. That's not who I am. That's not who I am in my DNA and my soul. And it didn't feel good. And yet that's where I was living. I was pretty frustrated and angry for a long time. And so to begin to unpack that, it started with allowing myself to feel. And it's, I, 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 will, I will say that it's simple. It's a simple concept. And yet it also can be very, very challenging to walk through that. So I, you know, if you've got layers of stuff, you know, we often need someone to guide us through that. I did. I'm a coach who has a coach who believes in coaches because that's what helped me unpack those boxes and get them to where they were. They didn't have to explode. You know, it doesn't mean I don't still do that. And that's part of, you know, as I call myself the recovering perfectionist for over five decades of my life, I've done a review lately over five decades of my life. I was striving for perfection. I think some of it was innate. I think some of it was learned. I can look back and see that my mother was definitely a perfectionist. And I passed it on to my kids too. You know, I see some of them striving for it. And so now I'm sharing with them how we don't, you know, we can let go of that striving and 
and aim for progress. How, what does progress look like? Just even saying those words, like when I say striving for perfection, it actually makes me feel kind of yicky in my chest and in my body. And when I go, oh, aim for progress, that's like acceptance that I'm imperfect. I am perfectly imperfect. And so is each one of us. And when we can begin to accept that in ourselves, then we can begin to accept that in others. And it all starts with those, you know, again, that word, we don't know that F word, we don't always like to say, which is feelings and to allow ourselves to feel. I absolutely. Oh, that's, that's my short, my long answer again. I, I, feel like <laughs> I was going to say, I think that sounds like a short answer. Come on, we've got more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we have more. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, I, I absolutely love that. And um, I, I mean, just listening to what you just shared with us, uh, I love that you said um, what I am perfectly imperfect, right? And we, when we can acknowledge that and come to the realization that uh, none of us are perfect. I mean, I think I too have a, a have a history or somewhere of striving for perfection and uh, making sure everything is in alignment, uh, you know, dotting my I's, crossing my T's, all of that before launching something or before uh, putting it out into the world. And uh, finally, it was a couple of years ago, I came to the conclusion or discovery, I'm not sure, both, that uh, it's okay, just, you know, create it, put it out there in the world. It's okay if it's messy and ugly, and, uh, but I'm going to learn so much from the process and then, and then be able to kind of tweak it to what I really want, whatever it is I'm creating to look like. And I don't know if that makes sense, but um, I think as you and I were getting ready to gear up for our uh, business spotlight today, um, I shared with you in an email that, you know, I'm adding a new element to this entire process and it's going to be the first time and it's going to be messy. So... <laughs> But uh, I'm excited. I can't wait to, you know, click on that button to share, you know, on Anchor with this new video podcasting software that's available to us and uh, see what it looks like and how it's going to work. But um, it, it's, you know, I'm, I'm like, it's progress, right? <laughs> you know, right. you do it a, a few a few times and oh my gosh, the next thing you know, it's like, I can do this in my sleep, Right. Yeah. And I, I love that you talked about it's messy because a lot of times things are messy. You know, there's, and you know, when we talk about what's your message, what's your story, there's, it's from your mess. Yes. And all of us have a story. All of us have a mess. And, and how do we weave that into who we are and what we want to share with the world? And um, so I, that's so powerful. Like what comes up for me is this thing around um, allowing it. You know, what happens is well, you know, again, and I see it still in this world because I'd like to say it was just from my generation, but I see it in some of my grandchildren as well. I have seven grandchildren, by the way, and I'm going to be a great grandmother in about a month um, oh, or two. Awesome. Uh, no, about six, eight weeks. So um, it's really exciting. And, you know, in growing up, I the perfection model came into place. You know, women were, were had a certain place. You had a certain way you're supposed to look. Like it was all these supposed tos, shoulds, and how, how it's supposed to look. And what I want, sit here and wonder about is how, how many messages and how many, you know, really powerful people we missed out on because they didn't do it because it wasn't perfect. And certainly I've been, and so I'd like to tell you two stories. 
One is um, allowing myself, I started, I think it's about five to seven years ago, doing a Facebook Live every now and then. I was encouraged to do it. And I called it, I've been thinking, because it would be something I was thinking about and I'd talk about it. Well, I agonized over it. I would sit and type out a whole thing. Then I would print those sheets out. And then I would stay around my living room, have them taped up somehow on all different kinds of things so that I could move around with my video. And and then I would practice and rehearse it. And it was when I look back at those, I mean, yes, the messages were powerful. And at the same time, I wasn't being authentically me. I was trying to go with the script and not be a natural. And I learned finally some, you know, I talked with coaches and was coached into just, just get a couple significant points and then speak about those. And I started doing it from that and it would changed. It changed how I think it was received, but more importantly, it changed me and it allowed me to be my authentic self. It also is a process of another F word that we don't like to talk about a lot, and that's forgiveness. And forgiveness is, is an, a powerful thing to practice. It's helped me get through, you know, I'll share with you. So I, I said I was a single parent. I went through a divorce that was really sort of crushed my soul for a while. And I, I allowed that. I, you know, like I, I didn't think that at the time. I, I did a lot of blame. I was uh, portrayed the victim. That's why I wore that single, um, you know, single parent badge of honor, because I, I wanted to be the victim. I chose into being a victim. And at some point in time, I got tired of being that because it was just being angry and frustrated. And it, again, it wasn't me. And I had to learn not only to forgive the situation, the person, I had to learn to forgive me and my part in it. Now, was I responsible for everything? No, I learned to own my responsibility in the, in the you know, dissolution of my marriage and, and then forgive myself, forgive myself for that so that I could move forward. Because a lot of times that's, that's really what forgiveness is about. We think it's about forgiving the other people. And I'm certainly there are some bad things in life that you know, maybe you're not going to totally forget. The memories, I'm not saying the memories won't be there. They, you know, I know there's people that say we can erase memories. That's possible. For me, it's how do I walk through that and be okay with my memories and not let them destroy me, not let them make me be a bitter, angry person, which I didn't want to be. And um, yeah, so that's um, that forgiveness piece has been really powerful in my life. And I practice it a lot. I practice it a lot. I used to be a pretty angry driver. I practice it now with driving. I realize you know, what am I getting angry about here? The, you know, it, it's not intentional. And even if it is, so what, you know, uh, if someone cuts you off, it, most of the time it's not. And so what, what, well, I start thinking as soon as I start to feel a little bit, because I want to tell you, I'd like to tell you, I never get angry. I still do. And when I start to feel, I go, is that really how I want to feel? That makes me feel, not feel good inside. You know? So I read anyways that, you know, like my other, one of my other secrets, which I'll throw in here today is that Happiness is an internal job. And I, I take responsibility for my happiness, for my joy. And so then I don't let those kinds of things steal it from me. Because those kinds of things will often steal my joy and steal my happiness if I allow it. And I, am con I don't control really a lot of things in this world because I don't control other people or situations that happen. What I do control is how I re respond to it, whether I react or respond. And I control what I think, say, and do. So that's kind of how I walk through my life with feeling and forgiveness. Wow. I, I absolutely love that, uh, Kathy. And I like what you mentioned about 
uh, allowing, right? And I think that allowing, uh, which led us into the, the F word forgiveness, you know, and, and forget, as you mentioned, forgiveness, forgiveness is not always about the other person. Well, normally it is a, a person or a situation, but then forgiving ourselves, right? And, um, and I think we can tie that back to forgiving ourselves uh, for not being perfect. <laughs> like we don't have to be perfect, right? Um, and, and allowing and being, right? Um, I, I'm so happy you shared that uh, a couple of years ago, how you became more comfortable just through experimenting with doing your lives, right? And having, and then, but then what I loved what you shared about how everything was uh, predetermined, it was typed out, you had a script. And I, I've been there, done that. And I even, I've worked with, you know, a speaking coach as well, which I love speaking coaches because they help you get out of whatever it is holding you back, you know, and, and help you develop that confidence. But what I discovered going through that process when everything is just scripted, it's, I get stumbled, right? <laughs> I stumble and, and especially if somebody gives me the script and then I have to, you know, those aren't my words, you know, it's not coming from me or, you know, internally. So once I ditched that and just said, you know what, have the three points that I want to make sure I get across and to have fun, show up as, you know, you're the genuine, authentic self, you know, but yes, have a plan <laughs> of how you want this to go and, um, and then just deliver it, right? Give value, deliver it. So I, I'm so happy you shared that story because I think many of us either have gone through or are currently going through something very similar, but we just have to uh, get in that space of allowing, right? Allowing it to happen <laughs> and enjoy that ride that enjoy that allowing process and i I've, I've got to say from experience there's so much i learned from that as well and well, that I, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> i was just gonna say thank i'm glad that it you know my so whenever i do something like this i i like to take a few moments to set an intention for myself and really it's about impacting someone else. And so if I impacted you, great, because then I've accomplished what I came here to do. And if I impacted anyone else, that's a bonus. Um, I love it. Oh, absolutely. I can think of several uh, friends uh, that have either gone through a divorce or uh, moving through one. And uh, I think the message is loud and clear and, uh, and how to forgive, right? <laughs> the F word forgiveness and, uh, and, and to move on. So. Um, I just want to say thank you so much, Kathy. This has been very enlightening and empowering. And um, I love the discussion too of just uh, progress over perfection. I can think of so many different projects in, in years past of, of things that held me back because I waited or I, you know, I couldn't put it out into the world or deliver it because it wasn't just right or just perfect. And, um, and I've got to say so, so many things that I have created just here at beautifulfacesgoingplaces.com and for our network in terms of programs and, you know, you, you set the intention, you create it, you put it out there and then all these little hiccups or something happens, you know, but uh, you learn how to roll with it and keep going. <laughs> you know, you keep, you just push forward, you keep going, you know, delivering the experience. Um, 
but I absolutely love that message. Um, so I also would like to talk a little bit about perfectionism in terms of uh, procrastination. And I've only uh, recently did a little bit of research on that and how those two kind of tie together. Actually, that you know, like when you are a procrastinator, it's it's one of the signs of perfectionism is procrastinating. Um, you know, I again, I thought I used to tell people, I'm, you know, what's one of your strengths? I'm a I'm a perfectionist. You know, like that. No, don't say that anymore. <laughs> I'm a recovering perfectionist. Um, perfectionism is really it's dangerous to our health. It's dangerous to our mental health, to our physical health. And what it really does is decrease your efficiency and productivity overall. So when we're procrastinating, we're holding back. We're, we're, we're holding back usually because we're striving for perfection. We're trying to get it right. You know, the question you, I like to say to, to people, like, you know, simply, because I know we're getting down to the um, last few minutes is, are you focusing on doing the thing right? Or are you focusing on doing the right thing? Wow. <laughs> I think you just nailed it here and wrapped up our session here. Exactly. Are you focusing on doing things right? Or are you focusing on doing the right thing? Right. And that makes all the difference in the world, right? All the difference. Just a little <laughs> shift in, in words, right? Uh, well, I absolutely love that, Kathy. Thank you so much for being our special guest today for our Business Spotlight series here at BeautifulFacesGoingPlaces.com. Um, if our viewers would like to learn more about your programs, I know you do have a, a mastermind and several other uh, programs where you can help uh, women uh, that are striving in that in their leadership roles, um, where can they connect with you and or where can they find you? Um, so two places, and I will post them in the chat right now. Um, the first place, I, I'm offering you a free gift today. So it's my uh, recover, it's a how to escape the perfection trap basically. And it gives you the platform, the process I use, the four A's. And it's um, on freegiftfromkathy.com. Use Kathy with a K and a Y. Um, and so I posted it in there. And then you can also catch me in my Facebook group, Progress Over Perfection Leadership. And I posted the link to that there. Yeah, I'd love for you to join that. And just, you know, those are two free things. You can come and join me. You can see my website here as well. Um, just connect with me. I'm on most, not every social media, but I'm definitely on LinkedIn, IG, Facebook, Clubhouse, um, yeah, so I, uh, progress over perfection is usually how you can find me or my name, um, is everywhere. So, um, I, yeah, and get your free gift, get your escape, uh, escape the perfection trap roadmap, how to do that and join us, join me in our Facebook group. I'm going to be sharing this year, some of the lessons, the 68 life lessons I've learned as I turned 68 a few weeks ago and yeah, sharing that with everybody to, uh, help people really, start focusing more on aiming for progress than striving rather than striving for perfection. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Kathy. I You're can't welcome. wait. I cannot wait. Seriously. I want everyone who has watched this uh, segment to, I want to see whatever your brilliance is. I want to see you get that out into the world and uh, strive for progress over perfection. Kathy, this has been absolutely amazing. Thank you so much. And uh, we will see everyone soon. Take care, everyone. Thank you, Carol. Go be amazing. <laughs> I love it. Thank you.